0: So how was you guys' week? You guys have a good week? Yeah. <laughs> Besides the heat. <laughs> we had a great week. I, I would say we had a, a really awesome week this week. It started off, um, we got to work for uh, Sunrise Church. They've been customers on and off for several years, so we got to do some more work there. But the cool thing was, it was the pastor's day off, so he was for the lack of a better term, I guess, he was the babysitter guy. So He was just in the building while we were there. Most people were off on that day. So we got to spend some time with him, which was really awesome. I mean, we got to spend time as off-the-clock kind of thing and just ask questions and say, hey, do you struggle with this in your church? Or, How do people react when you do this in your church? And all this stuff, which was good for us as well as it was great for him too. So we had a great time hanging out with him all week. And um, the second half of the week was even a lot more fun. <laughs> we uh, were working for a customer and we just had a blast and we got to encourage each other uh, every day we had church so it, it wasn't like I mean we worked yeah but we, we got to talk a lot we got to encourage each other a lot uh, answer some questions things like that and it was, it's been an awesome week and I, we just I would say it was our sweet spot all week long so let's just pray next week is uh, the reverse the reverse doesn't happen because generally when you're on a mountain top the valley's not far behind so let's pray that doesn't happen But before we get started, I just want to say we're starting. uh, Hey, Tyler, how are you doing? We're starting a uh, new mini series this week, and it's going to be the Book of Philippians. There's four chapters, so we're going to take turns. So it'll be quick and easy to get through. How many of you read Philippians? Like, say, all of you guys did. Come on, man. Come on. All right. So in Philippians, it's a great book. It's one of those books you can read all four chapters in just I don't know half hour tops. And when you're done reading it, you feel awesome. I guarantee, because this one letter that Paul wrote, he didn't have any rebukes in it, or anybody. It was a letter to the church. He was encouraging, encouraging. It's all about joy, joy with the relationship that we have with Christ. So before we get into that, would you guys pray for me real quick, and then I'll pray for you, and then we'll get started. Lord, we just thank you for this evening. We just thank you for all the things that you're doing in our lives, Lord God. I pray that you speak through me tonight, Lord, and I pray that there's somebody here, Lord, that may hear something. Maybe they've never heard it before, God, so I just pray that there's somebody here. Let this message fall on soft hearts, Lord God, so we just ask this in your mighty name. Amen. So before we get started, do we have, uh, well, the title is Joy and Suffering. This is about, Paul is in jail when he's writing this letter to the Philippians. So do we have a map of that real quick? I'll show you where Philippi is kind of give you a little bit of an overview of what's going on here. Can you see it up there at the top? This is a cool map too because a lot of these books, Ephesus is up there, Corinth is up there, Jerusalem's down in the corner, you kind of get an idea of where a lot of this stuff happened throughout the New Testament. So if you've never seen these maps, check them out because they make a little more sense when you're reading something like Paul went, for instance, Paul was arrested in Jerusalem and they took him all the way to Rome in jail. That's a pretty good haul from there to there. And, but when we read it, we're just like, oh, Paul was jailed there. Like, he just got there overnight or something. It didn't happen like that. So, this book was written, Philippians was written, around AD 61. Paul was in prison there. And it's, a, like I said, it's a letter to the church at Philippi. So Paul started this church, okay? Now, this city, Philippi... They had all kinds of crazy gods there and all kinds of pagan stuff going on there. So Paul decides he's going to start a church there. So it was kind of, this is a letter to them because they held on during this whole time. They're staying faithful to it. They kind of have a special relationship with the Christians there. And check this out. There wasn't even enough Jews in Philippi to start, um, oh, what's the term? What's the Jewish thing? I can't, synagogue, yeah. Yeah, you know, we need ten to start a synagogue, so it was all Gentiles there. So Paul's going over there and he starts this church. It was the first check, It was the first church established in Europe. Can you imagine this whole great land? That was the very first Christian church there. So this is a letter of joy, real joy, real encouragement. How many of you guys have real joy? I'm not talking about happiness. Happiness is about your circumstances. And you know how that changes, so you're happy one minute and then you're not. But the real joy is how you handle those circumstances when they happen, right? We always talk about the storms coming. If you're not in one, get ready, because one's coming. Be prepared, right? So the church in Philippi, this was a great, like I said, was a great encouragement to Paul because they held on over time. It's like they had a special bond so, in chapter 1, Paul gives us three areas of encouragement. So we're going to go through the first chapter. And we'll just uh, start with verse 1. Chapter 1, verse 1. Yeah, it's pretty easy, right? Okay, greetings from Paul. This letter is from Paul and Timothy, the slaves of Christ Jesus. He says, I am writing to All of God's holy people in Philippi who belong to Christ Jesus, including the church leaders and the deacons, may God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. These guys are Christians that he's writing to. They already have grace and peace. So he's kind of reminding them, right? I give you grace and peace. So verse 3, it says, Every time I think of you, I I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make my request for all of you with joy. For you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. This letter was written 10 years after the church was established. Okay? So he's saying you guys have been feet on the ground spreading the good word. Right? Spreading the good news. The gospel of Jesus Christ. So number one. Can we go to that real quick? One of the areas of encouragement is partners, partners in the gospel. Okay, we just read that. It just says that you are partners. So I was doing a little digging, too, and they are saying, like, for all the missionaries, anytime you support a missionary or a church, whether you're giving money, hospitality, service, or prayer, you're attached to it. You're part of it. You are a partner of that missionary. So if you're supporting somebody somewhere else, you're part of that. You may not be there physically, but you're part of what's going on because they are advancing the good news throughout the world. That's good news, right? We're partners. We've got all kinds of things going on. and You guys are all good supporters of all kinds of things going on. So you're part of all these things. Every time you give, like I said, service or time or anything like that, you're part of those ministries. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Okay, let's see here. For we've been partners in spreading the good news. Okay. And I am certain that God, who began a good work within you, will continue his work until it is final, finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Now, in some translations, it says, I am confident. So Paul gives us this confidence of what he's saying is true. And what's going to happen here? He said he's began a good work in you, and he's going to finish it. So the moment you said yes to Jesus, that's when the work begins, right? So now we all know that this is a long haul, right? This is a long journey. Never give up. Never, ever. Christ is going to work on you until you see him face to face. All we got to do is hang on. You know, we say it all the time. Hang on. Be encouraged. Hang on. This, this life is tough. We got to keep our guard up. We got to stay in the word. We got to stay in fellowship. It's very, very important, because the world comes in in probably a day or two, and next thing you know, you're one of them again. It happens all the time. You hear people wander off, and it's always funny, and I've said this before, when they come back, they're like, hey guys, did you know it's like hell out there? Duh, why do you think we stand up every week and tell you? Be prepared, okay? Stay in the herd, whatever herd you go to, stay in the herd. Because when you get out there, you're easy pickings. You're real easy pickings. You've heard us say it before too, when you take a break, take a break, but get up and get moving again. Don't get lazy and just let it go. Just keep going, keep walking, keep moving. So you know, when we get discouraged and we feel lonely, like I can't do this walk anymore, which I know i felt it several times, or just get aggravated and wanna walk off, I have the real joy that kind of brings me back around. It's just like, that's just an emotion you're having for the moment. Just relax. It's going to be okay. God's got this. We know he's in control, but sometimes we just have to take a, take a breath. And we encourage one another through the hard times, right? Because whatever you're going through might help somebody that's currently going through it right now. You know, that's why we always say, share, share, share. Let the truth be told. We're all broken. Amen? Amen. That's why we're here. It's a hospital. And it's okay. If you get healed and go to another church, that's fine. If it gets you up and going, amen. If you find Christ here and you outgrow us, that's fine too. Because we're like a mass unit, we figure. You know, you get in, patch you up, you find Christ, we get you walking, off you go. Amen. It's all good. We like for you to stay. but if, <laughs> Obviously. We love our people here. You know, it's great. We love it. So remember, when you get discouraged, you're not alone. God's with you all the time. If you've said yes with Jesus, he's with you. Even in your darkest days, he's right there with you. may not seem like it at times, because I know I've had that feeling before. You're so down, you're so deep in a hole, you don't think you could ever make it back. But yes, you can. Yes, you can. You repent from what you're doing and get back. It's really that easy. Sometimes in our mind, devil's playground, right? You think these things that aren't true, but they might seem true to you, but they're not. It's all in your head. That's why it's important to talk. That's why the, the, the uh, recovery groups and things like that are awesome, just to hear uh, what people are going through. Maybe we can help, maybe people can share. You know, it's all about building each other up, right? That's our purpose, to keep each other going till the end, till we see Jesus face to face. So it's right that I should feel as I do all about you. You have a special place in my heart. You share with me the special favor of God, both in my imprisonment and in defending and confirming the truth of the good news. Paul's really happy he's got people out there defending it because remember they're in a pagan country out there where they believe just about anything. You know, I always think it's interesting when you uh, meet people that have cosmic Jesus. They just have like a milkshake of who he really is. You know, you, got, you take something from here, something from here, something from here, and they have these quotes that aren't even in the Bible, but they think they are. You know, it's like, oh, wait a minute, that's not in the Bible. That's a saying. And it might be Hindu or something, but that's just a saying. That's not what Jesus is all about. That's why we really encourage sharing your faith. You hear us say it all the time. Share your faith. And don't be afraid to. It's okay if you don't get it right. It's okay. There's no formula or anything. All you can do is tell your story what God did for you, how God rescued you from the mess that you're in. That's it. That's your story. Can't take it away from you. God did that for you. He might have done something different for me, but it's my story. That's your story. And you can share it to help others. So, this letter is all about joy and encouragement. I, I forgot to calculate how many times joy was written in this whole book, but it's several. Paul's happy. He's just like, I can't believe it. And remember, this guy is in prison, right? And you think to yourself, I've never been in jail, and I pray I never am, but I can't imagine being having joy. There's only one way to have joy, and that's to know Jesus Christ. If you're locked up, how can you, have, how can you even be happy or have joy locked up? You can't, I don't think, without Christ. You know? You hit rock bottom and you're like, well, how do I get out of here? At least you have Jesus. God knows how much I love you and long for you with the tender compassion of Jesus Christ. I pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you'll keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. Do you guys catch that? Keep on growing in the knowledge and the understanding. Do a little digging. You hear us say that all the time, dig for yourselves. Or if you have questions, ask them. Don't be afraid to ask. If we don't know the answer, we'll look it up or we'll find somebody who knows the answer and we'll help you. It's that easy, that's how we learned. (coughs) So grow in your knowledge and your understanding. And it says, for I want you to understand what really matters. So that you may live a pure and blameless lives until the day Christ returns. What's important? It's not making money. It's not chasing the American dream that we're sold. The world tells us it's all about you. It's not about you. It's upside down. To God's economy, the world is completely upside down. And we're bombarded by these billboards. Everywhere you drive, you hear it on the radio, you see it on TV, we're constantly bombarded. Oh, by the way, did you guys see the billboard like right down the street here where it says help the poor like Jesus did? It was awesome, it's right down down the service road right here. I was like, no way, it's right down the road. How cool is that? May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ. For this will bring much glory and praise to God. <coughs> Amen. Huh? I forgot where I was at here. Oh, I want to go back to uh, let's go to Romans 12:2 real quick. That's a popular one. That's So don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Some translations say renewing your mind. It's important you renew your mind every day. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Well, How are you going to know if you don't study? How are you going to know if you don't listen? How are you going to know? you're just going to wander around aimlessly and you're probably going to develop that milkshake of Jesus we talked about. So when you, you start mining the word for yourself, maybe look at some of the maps that you've never looked at before. Just take one step that you've never done and dig a little bit. <coughs> Trust me, it's not boring. Okay? So when you're reading these scriptures, have you noticed the little, I've mentioned this before, but have you noticed the little numbers on the, on the, on the side of the, the scriptures? It'll say, like, 1 Corinthians 15, 13. Well, that goes with that verse. And sometimes you could go on a nice trail just reading one chapter and read those that go with it. I mean, it'll just take you on a nice little journey. You're like, wow, this whole thing is all tied together. It just goes in a big loop. It's awesome if you just follow it around. Do some digging for yourself. Okay, so the second thing that we get... Area of encouragement of encouragement is advancing the gospel. So we're already partners in the gospel, right? And that mentioned that we're all ministers advancing the gospel. That's what we're that's what we're called to do. That's why Paul is so happy with these guys because they are advancing. You, you would think he's got a clean slate back there because they didn't they even heard about Jesus. Must be a prayer request. Everybody's phones going off. <laughs> ding, Ding 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 ding. So the second thing we get is advancing the gospel. Verse 12. Well, I awesome. Paul's joy that Christ is preached. And all I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, that everything that has happened to me, happened to me here has helped to spread the good news. Check this out, what happens. Now, you know, Paul was called... <laughs> Paul was a, was a Pharisee, okay? He was a Pharisee of Pharisees. Probably one of the smartest guys around. And he lived by the law, and he persecuted Christians before Jesus got a hold of him. He was trying to kill them. He put them in jail. He took families away. He did all kinds of stuff, and he thought he was doing it for God until Jesus showed up. Right? So his call was to tell. Go and tell. Go tell it on the mountain. <laughs> Paul literally did. From his conversion, That was game on. He was on, 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 on. Jesus has picked me. I'm telling everybody, right? He says, I want you to know, my dear brothers and sisters, that everything that's happened to me here has helped me spread the good news. He's in jail, and he's telling people about what's going on, right? He's sharing the word, sharing the word. For everyone here, including the whole palace guard, knows that I'm in chains because of Christ. Back in those days, it was against the law to preach in the streets or mention the Lord in public. He didn't do anything. Kind of like Jesus, he didn't do anything other than talking. They locked him up. But the palace guard, these are a bunch of guards that were nearby. They were hung out with him all the time, keeping an eye on him and everything. So because of my imprisonment, most of the believers here have gained confidence and boldly speak God's message without fear. Now remember, they're in Rome now, right? You're not, you can't do that. These guys have the competence now to do it. It's true that some are preaching out of jealousy and rivalry, but others preach Christ with pure motives. They preach because they love me, for they know that I have been appointed to defend the good news. Sometimes you think about that, and you think about some of the televangelists and things that are on TV that don't quite get it Right? But you know what? The message is still going out. If they're preaching Jesus, it's still going out. They'll have to make amends for what they do and things like that. However, the message still goes out, just like Paul was saying. Sometimes they do it for their own gain. Some of these guys were preaching because Paul was locked up. They were trying to get to better their reputation. Because I guess Paul was probably a rock star back then because everybody was coming to hear the message. So when he was locked up, you had guys out there doing the same thing just for popularity. Look at me, stuff like that. But there were some that were doing it for pure motives. They preach because they, okay. Those others that do not have pure motives as they preach about Christ, they preach with selfish ambition. Not sincerely, intending to make my chains more painful for me. But that doesn't matter. Whatever their motives, false or genuine, The message about Christ is being preached. Either way, so I rejoice. Remember, Paul's still locked up, and these guys are out there, and still he's rejoicing. The good news that the church that he started is still going on. You know, when we're talking about the special relationship, When we first started Misfits, you know, there's still a few original Misfits around. And we do kind of have a little special bond with them because they were some of the first people that we got to minister to. And they're still around. So I was kind of thinking on a micro scale of what this is. It's kind of cool that they're still around. You know, so I could see Paul being (coughs) to encourage these guys to keep going no matter what. Keep going. Never, ever, ever give up, right? So he says, I will continue to rejo- rejoice, for I know that as you pray for me and the Spirit of Jesus Christ helps me, this will lead to my deliverance. Now, this wasn't the only time Paul, or I should say, this wasn't the last time that Paul was in prison. But when he wrote this, he had no idea at the time. He could have been executed for preaching in the streets. He didn't know it, he just had real joy, and he's telling everybody, I don't care. He's like, he says, I don't care. I'm going to stand for Christ. Right? What would you do if you were being persecuted? Would you say you're a Christian? I mean, if you came right down to it, cut your head off, would you say you're a Christ? Would you say you're a Christian? Exactly. exactly. We don't have to be afraid, guys. We don't have to be afraid of dying. If you're afraid of dying, you might want to check yourself a little bit. Because... That's it. We get eternal life with Christ, right? If you have a relationship with Jesus, eternity is promised. Forever. And you think about it, we all live here If we're lucky, let's say 80 years. That's just a blip in time compared to how much time we get to spend with Jesus. So why do we have to worry? We don't have to worry about it, right? In fact, I'm waiting. Just, just like it says, I'm anxious for him to come back. And the signs... Are getting nearer. Nearer. We're one week closer than we were last week, right? So, you guys prepared? You don't have to be scared. Remember, if you're, if you're a Christian, you don't have to be scared. We got eternity, and I can't wait. Right, okay. Okay, we're we'll going down to Paul's life for Christ. Okay, so this will be the third thing that Paul is encouraging. We'll be living a life worthy of the gospel. So we're partners in the gospel. We're advancing the gospel. and We're living a life worthy of the gospel, right? When you're a Christian, you do have higher standards to live by. We don't get it right all the time. Everybody knows that, especially those who know us closer than others. We don't get it right all the time. But you know what? Jesus is still in charge of our life, and we're marching forward. So if you've been away from Jesus, just repent and come back. Just repent. I'm sorry, God. Change my ways. I'm back. I'm back in the game. I want to be the soldier for you that you promised. Right? We all want to hear good, faithful servant, right? That would be ultimate. That would be way better than get away from me. I don't know you. There's a lot of people think that in this world that don't know Jesus, this world is all there is. Or if they do, they have the, well, I'll get in heaven because I'm a good person. No, you won't. No, you won't. That's the most common answer when you ask somebody, why should you get in heaven? First thing they say is, I'm a good person. That may be true, but what are you comparing it to? Right? If you don't know Jesus, guys, we're not promised tomorrow. We're not. Nail it down tonight. Seriously, if you do not know Jesus come to him tonight. If he's tugging on your heart, do something about it. Because it may be a while. It may be a while. It might just tickle your ears for a little while, but he might be nudging you right now. I don't have that joy that you're talking about. It's available. And we can also get more of it because that's one of the fruits of the Spirit. Right? So when you're digging, you're going to be happier because you're learning more knowledge. You're gaining more understanding about how Jesus and who he is and what he done for us and how some of this history all ties together to the end times that we're slowly making our way to right this is for real guys so the third thing is living living a life worthy of the gospel verse 20 Paul says I fully expect and I hope that I will never be ashamed but that I will continue to be bold for Christ as I have been in the past. Continue to be bold. If you want to be bolder, just ask God, make me bolder. Give me the strength, Jesus, to approach somebody and say something. And if you get that nudge, do it. Just say something to them. You'd be surprised We you talk to somebody for a couple of minutes. You can figure things out quickly, like where they are in life and... and, and. Maybe they're already Christians and it might be a time where you pray together and you you hug it out and all that stuff. We can do that again now, right? (laughs) Right. Right, amen. And I trust that my life will bring honor to Christ whether I live or I die. We want our lives to matter, guys. Just like Paul's saying, he wanted his life to matter because Paul was just advancing the gospel, telling everybody. And he did it more than once when he was locked up telling everybody. In fact, they were singing praises when the earthquake happened. The doors fly open. The guard wakes up and he freaks out because he thought everybody escaped. The guard was ready to kill himself because everybody left. So he thought. They sat in the cells and they were singing. Singing praises about Jesus, right? The door fly open. You're free. And they're just sitting there. I was reading it going, man, that's real joy. It's real joy to sing about Jesus. In those circumstances. So we want our lives to matter. For to me, living means living for Christ. We're to live for Christ, right? We're supposed to be an example everywhere we go. Witness where, whatever we do, (laughs) self-control. Hey, the calls about the... uh, uh, Yes, nefarious driving and maybe some hand gestures have pretty much gone away. So, yeah, either you guys have taken the stickers off your cars or you're under control now. One or the other, right? <laughs> That's why I don't have any stickers on my car. No, just kidding. <laughs> but we want our life to matter. and we want, to be, we want people to know we're Christians. We're not ashamed of being a Christian, Amen. I love looking around and seeing the witness wear people with their Jesus, I suck without you shirts. on. it's pretty awesome. (laughs) (laughs) To me, living is for Christ and dying is even better. But if I live, I could do more fruitful work for Christ. So it really doesn't, I really don't know which is better. It says I'm torn between the two desires. If I die, I'm with Jesus. But if I'm here, I'm going to continue my work. Amen? Remember, he's locked up and he can be executed. So he's writing this saying, well, if I die, I'll be with Jesus. But if I don't, my work continues. That's a great attitude to have, especially, especially where he was at. It was just like, man, I want to get there. That's, that's, that's for sure. So I'm torn between two desires. I long to go and be with Christ, which would be far better, but for your sakes, it's better that I continue to live. Continue advancing the gospel. Remember, we're partners, we're advancing the gospel, and we gotta live a life worthy of the gospel. But for your sakes I will continue to live. Knowing this, I am convinced that I will remain alive so I can continue to help all of you grow and experience the joy of your faith. The real joy of your faith. Knowing Christ, right? When you're saved, it takes a while. When you're first saved, you don't know what to do. You're so happy. Well, I was. I was so happy in the beginning. I was just like, wow, I got it. Okay, cool, I'm forgiven. The weight's lifted. But shortly after that, the world comes back. The weight starts coming back. Not as heavy as it was, because I've been forgiven, but the worldly stuff starts coming at you. So you gotta work it out. You gotta work out the way you used to be to this new person that we're supposed to be. And it takes a while. So if you feel like you're not moving along fast enough, remember, God's working on you. He's still working on you. You guys heard that song, right? God's still working, he's still, still working. He will be until we see him face to face. If we allow him. Right? You guys still with me? Experience the joy of your faith. And when I come to you again, you will have even more reason to take pride in Christ Jesus because of what he is doing through me. What an example Paul was, right? Man. This guy was beaten he could have easily denied everything when he was arrested several times, beaten, snakebitten, shipwrecked. I mean, this guy, I would say he lived. He lived a life worthy of his calling, right? He, this is adventures. I mean, if you guys read the book of Acts, and it tells you a lot about his adventures, and it's something else, and this guy just keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. So verse 27, above all, you must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a matter that's worthy of the good news about Christ Jesus. You know, it's funny because a lot of people, first thing they say is you're a hypocrite. I don't claim to get it right. I'm forgiven. Who invented this saying, Christians are perfect to begin with? Who says that? I mean, who started it? I'd like to know because I was like, you're far off from that. Nobody's perfect. Right? We're working this thing out. We're working it out. Then, whether I come to see you again or, or only hear about you, I will know that you're standing together in one spirit and one purpose, fighting together for the faith, which is the good news. That's the unity in the church. We're unified, right? We're at the same cause. We are fighting to be better, to be unified, all right? We're supposed to allow for each other's shortcomings, amen? When stuff happens, well, automatically we automatically just want to just default to the anger side. We're not supposed to do that. We're supposed to let things work itself out for the better, like Martin was saying. Romans 8, that's a good one if you guys want to write that on your fridge. He works all things for the good, all things. It's easy to give up when you're... depressed depressed or in a deep hole or things like that but we press on and we're going to read as we go into some of these other chapters how Paul does just keep pressing on and pressing on and pressing on so we're all fighting together for the fight which is the good news so don't be intimidated in any way by your enemies oh I love that sound on a tin roof (laughs) So don't be intimidated by your enemies. This will be a sign to them that they're going to be destroyed. But you're going to be saved. So we don't have to listen to that noise. Well, not that noise, but the people that are constantly giving you trouble because you are a Christian. You don't have to listen to that. You're a Christian. Stand firm in what you believe. There's going to come a time, and they're already trying to change things on us to make us start doubting. That's one of the devil's greatest things is to throw doubt. That's one of his fiery darts. Throw doubt out there. To keep you. Was that really real? Is he really real? Can I really be saved? Yes, you can. He is real. So don't be intimidated by your enemies. This will be a sign that they're going to be destroyed. And you're going to be saved. Even by God himself. For if you've been given not only the privilege of trusting in Christ but also the privilege of suffering with whom. I think our suffering is a little different than Paul's in this letter, being in prison, things like that. However, we do run through trials. We do run through some heavy storms in life, right? But Jesus is our anchor in the storm, right? We cling to him. Trouble comes, get closer to God. Trick is, don't get too far from him to begin with. Right? So how do we do that? By prayer. By reading. Reading God's word. Even if you read one paragraph a day, it's still going into you. Right? There's a bunch of good devotions out there that will help you, but you still need the word of God. Still. I mean, the devotions are great. Jesus' calling is an awesome one. But we also need the word that goes with that. Okay, it says, we are in this struggle together. You have seen my struggle in the past, and you know that I'm still in the midst of it. We all struggle, guys. We all have good weeks. We have bad weeks, good days, bad days. But you know what? We press on. We press on. And let the truth be told, we're all broken. I love that song. I'm glad you guys did that one, because I love that song if you really read it and let it sink into you, because that is exactly what people do say. I'm fine. Everything's great. No, you're not. I know I can see it on your face. You're not fine. I can see it. In fact, I used to say it too years ago. But I'm not fine. I'm broken, but I'm getting better. Amen? So we're all in this struggle together. We stay unified. We stay in the Word. We stay strong. It's the only way to stay strong is to keep, keep it going. Keep the fire burning. Do your daily dose of the Word. Daily dose, guys. It's where it's at. You know, sometimes you can read a bunch, but you may not get anything out of it because the way some of these things are written, if you chunk read it, you're, you're probably going to miss the point. Just slow down a little bit and check it out. Do a little research. Might even read some commentaries. Things like that. Because there's all kinds of questions. And some of this is written like poetry. Things like that. But some of it's fact. Straight up. Just like it is. Just like it was. How it's happening. And how Jesus can help us. So I want to say one more time in closing. If there's anybody out here who doesn't know Jesus, let's nail it down. Nail it down tonight, guys. Amen? Amen. So if you guys need prayer for anything. Anything. Anything get somebody. There's lots of women here. We can pray with the women or the man. We can pray with you. Whatever. Find somebody. Don't be shy. Remember, prayer is a sign of strength. It's not weakness. Right? Let the truth be told. It's okay to be broken. That's how you get fixed. Just like the song says. It'll fix it by getting it out. Getting it out in the open. That's all. So if you guys need prayer, find somebody.